This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. Mike, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, the last two games, at least they came during the holiday time. So I got to not think about them much. Uh, right after they happen, I just completely forget, and I went and celebrated other things. You'll never believe this, but my friends think I'm—I uh, have a positive outlook on the Bengals. And um, after the game, they had told me, "Please text us something positive of how we're supposed to feel." And with them playing on New Year's Eve, it was kind of a bummer because I was at like a watch party, going to enjoy some company, and it was going to be New Year's. And thinking, hey, this team actually has control in this game, and we'll get to the game in just a moment. I told them. And you and I have talked about this plenty on this podcast. And and I'm not trying to be like I didn't believe because I still was believing. Jake Browning made me believe in about three games, and I said, you know what? They still have a chance until until they're completely out of it. And they still did have one against Kansas City. But I said to myself, when Joe went down – it was still hard for me to think of this team going to a Super Bowl. Yes, it would have been fun to make the postseason. I love watching the NFL postseason. And goodness, I don't take it for granted because I remember the years from 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, when they would win, when they would go to the postseason and lose. I'm here for you know getting a playoff win. I don't know what it would have looked like. Um, because you are without Joe Burrow and you are going to be playing a you know a tough slate of teams in the AFC. Your defense is struggling this year. That it's really honestly, it's get Joe Burrow healthy. Let's see what free agency has in store for this team. Um, draft <laughs> draft talk is finally um, on Bengals social media, and I'm here for it. But if you would have told me at the end of that Thursday night game that we were going to still be talking about the possibility of a playoff when they go to Kansas City, still control most of that game. I would have taken it because I thought the season was over mid-November. Um, it's unfortunate the way it ended, you know, you spe- especially when you look at these Pittsburgh Steelers matchups or you look at the Kansas City game. But for me, it was it was such a stop and start season or start and stop season that it just almost it's it's over now. You know? Yeah, officially. I mean, <laughs> for sure, officially over now. I mean. Yeah, I think the best we're really realistically hoping for, like, yeah, everybody's hoping for the Nick Foles run from your backup quarterback and I'll take him to the Super Bowl, win the whole thing. That'd be awesome. That's happened kind of twice uh, 
The other one being in 1972, the Dolphins. Of course, the uh, NFL history, history historian in me wants to talk about Earl Morale, the greatest backup quarterback of all time that led that undefeated season. But, yeah, you're not getting that. I mean, <laughs> two times in the 60 years of the NFL and – Mostly what you get is what Browning got you on the good end. You get some good games. You win a couple of those. But the guys are backups for a reason. You can trust them to come in. You can hopefully trust your backup to come in for two, three, four games, and they keep you afloat. But once you start going longer than that, that's we've seen this over and over and over. And just this season, we've seen it a ton. You look to uh, Josh Dobbs twice and all these other – guys that at one point people were looking around like, Hey, that guy's playing pretty good. Maybe he's, maybe he's it. And then I guess you got Minshew keeping the Colts afloat the entire season and whatever you want to say about Joe Flacco. I feel like that's a completely different experience going on with Cleveland, but realistically the best, the Bengals could really look for with Jake Browning was to make the playoffs and somehow win a game. Maybe get a team that's falling apart. Well, now the Bengals are that team. So this is, I think if you, when we talked about this originally, like when Burrow went down, this was kind of the worst outcome. And like Mm -hmm. results wise it is because you won enough games that now you're going to pick outside the top 12, but you didn't make the playoffs. So what did that get you? Now I will say I think you are supposed to compete, and I think that tanking would be the wrong move there. Too many guys got too much on the line for this. They want to make the playoffs. They want to make one more run. You can think of some of the vets that are in their last year that would love for this, but didn't happen. Results wise, it's terrible. Process wise, I get it, and it is good to. It is nice to feel good. I think me personally, I feel good or at least better maybe, I don't know, than I did early in the season about Zach Taylor where he was able to construct some game plans that really worked for the backup quarterback and work around some of the flaws. And just the adaptability has been really good from him. So we kind of knew he was uh, highly adaptable based off of last year with the chase thing and how the run game didn't work and everything kept, you know, they kept fixing things in season and they did it again. But it wasn't enough. I think there were a ton of issues in that Chiefs game. I'm sure we're going to get to it. But pour one out for a very disappointing season on what may have been the last of the all-in short-term window there. Maybe they can strike one more year. But you're definitely going to lose some more pieces this offseason. You are. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk plenty about what that looks like for the outlook of these players. I still feel like when it comes to T Higgins, who I feel like it's an easy one to point at that it would be smart to tag him. Um, Mm -hmm. I also know that's a loaded draft class uh, for wide receivers and not to say that I'm not really ready to have that conversation of what first round looks like for the Cincinnati Bengals. I know you said, you know, they'd be picking out the top 12 and I agree with you because when they lost to the Steelers and they lost to the Kansas city chiefs, I thought this is, we didn't want this outcome. Um, You wanted to just win out. But I think at the same time, there's still a lot of credit to Zach Taylor. Um, and look, I feel like maybe I give him too much credit on the show, 
But the way he was able to keep this team together, I know right after Joe Burrow's injury, he had a press conference and he felt like they were a playoff team. And a lot of people mocked mocked him for thinking that and to keep him in it until the very end. And almost honestly, you could say <laughs> probably should have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I know there's a, we'll, we'll get to the game in just a moment, but at the same time, playing in a tough environment against a team who, yes, they're kind of having a down year offensively, but they still have a really legit defense. Um, I still give credit to Zach Taylor, um, and I still think that this is extremely important for the young guys in the room, not even the rookie class who had to step up a lot this season. It's just for the guys mentally overall. Um, having Joe Burrow there constantly, look, it doesn't happen all the time where the injured quarterback or the injured star player is around the facility 24-7, still do doing stretches, still around the team at practice, still on the sidelines for games, and still there constantly, and I think that is absolutely huge for this team going forward. Um, so yeah, it's a bummer. We won't get to watch them in January. Um, it, it, I saw someone say this last year, or the last two years when the Cincinnati Bengals played the full month of January, even going into February, it felt like you didn't have a winter. So now we got to hate winter months in the Midwest and it's like your team's out of it and you count down to, to draft week. So for me personally, it was a bummer, but it was going to be really hard to overcome without Joe Burrow. He's a big part of this team and uh, they weren't able to do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But next, we'll move on to this Kansas City Chiefs game. Honestly, watching it early, I thought, okay, they're controlling this game. It's looking pretty good. That first drive by Jake Browning, honestly, the first, you could say, half of Jake Browning in this offense, they really were dialing it up, and I loved what I was seeing. The amount of time of possession was absolutely crazy. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot when the Chiefs were able to go down the field and score a touchdown, but at the same time, it was uh, it was something to see out of this offense, and we'll just start with the first half overall. What were some of your takeaways early in this game? Uh, well, first, I'll just tell the slight story of I watched this game. Uh, I watched the first half of this game at a casino because we, we went on New Year's Eve and I sports bet right before and I hit my parlay. So that, I was feeling great. Um, so I was sitting there and I, I bet like five bucks. I won 30 something. So it wasn't hey. like some, it wasn't some giant thing, but I was sitting there $30 richer watching the Bengals take down the Chiefs. It felt pretty good, but I had the nagging feeling that, you know, 
I could see the adjustments they needed to make. And if I could see that, I feel like they could see that. Now, I might be more familiar with the Bengals team and what they've struggled with recently. But when they came out and they're running all that Tampa 2 and too high stuff, I thought, okay, I don't know why. In theory, that's harder to pass on. This is what Browning is has shredded, these non-traditional Tampa looks and you know playing too high soft coverage. He's doing a good job finding that. Eventually, the Chiefs kind of flipped it. They started playing more single high. Maybe that's something to do with Higgins going out. Um, he had that one catch early on in that game and then went out with uh, the hamstring injury. He obviously came back at some point, but mm-hmm. when he went out, the – Chiefs kind of kept rolling with it for a little while, but eventually they shifted. They started playing a little bit more single high or at least being a little bit more aggressive on some of the stuff. And that turned into a disaster. Once they, the Chiefs changed from being light in the box to being heavy in the box, the Bengals just can't run against that. They're not built to run against heavy boxes. And this is exactly what Pittsburgh did to them twice. And it's what Kansas city, they took the blueprint. Not sure why they didn't start with that, but they didn't. Browning isn't able to take advantage of those, you know, single high looks. Those looks where maybe the guy's backed off of Chase, but he is technically singled up when Burrow feasted on those in 2021 and he hasn't seen them since. Browning hasn't been able to take advantage of those for whatever reason. It's really, in theory, on a chalkboard, the X's and O's, it's so much easier to pass against you know, cover three and cover one in theory than it is on like Tampa two. And, you know, some of these covers where they're devoting more resources to the past defense where compared to what they're, they were doing was more resources to the run fits. Once it changed that up, I, I, I mean, I didn't expect zero points, but I thought the offense would stagnate a little bit maybe they didn't deserve zero points because you can think of that fourth and one conversion they couldn't get, but still the offense just looked way different once they started loading the box and daring Browning to hit some throws and he wasn't able to, it, it is what it is. It stinks. It feels like the formula has been cracked a little bit on how to slow down this offense with Browning. It was not the confusing stuff that Brian Flores would send. It was not, or the Jags were doing too. And it wasn't the, it's weird because Gus Bradley does a ton of cover three, but they just weren't able to take advantage of it, I guess. Um, when they started loading the box and there are plays, you have like nine guys in the box and the Bengals have eight blockers or eight in the box for seven blockers, a guy for each gap and one guy that they can't get. And it just stinks that they, they're not able to block it because they don't have the guys that can outside of their line that can punish people you know you've got drew sample and that's it so if you want to go heavy you're adding in guys that aren't really great blockers and then your best blocking receiver in my opinion went out because i I think t higgins might be their best blocking receiver next best probably irwin and he was checking in all those snaps and it just didn't matter it was it stunk but the defense has been a disaster like the entire season i don't think there's Anything that describes the 2023 Bengals defense more than week 17, Dax Hill goes to the wrong half and in a Tampa two coverage. And it's an explosive play immediately. When I saw it, I was like, that made no sense from what Cam Taylor Britt just did. If that was like a cover three years look or something. And then it comes out. Oh yeah. He just missed. I don't know if it was a check or whatever, but on the film, you could see it. He and the Wuzier dropped to the same area and there is nobody helping Cam Taylor Britt over the top, even though there is supposed to be. So 
that I, that play alone felt like it described the 2023 Bengals defense, or maybe Pacheco averaging seven yards a carry and 130 yards on the ground. I don't know why they didn't use Pacheco more in the first half. They were averaging like eight yards a carry then, and then I saw him come out and empty. I was like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine if, if Pacheco doesn't play in that game, the Cincinnati Bengals probably win it. Um, uh, so I don't know. It, you don't uh, think I, so? I, th- I think most running backs would have had a good day against what the Bengals yeah, presented. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We would yeah, have instead been talking about how Clyde Edwards-Alaire went for 100 actually, yards. Actually, Pacheco. Pacheco is my favorite. Five yards of carry. Pacheco is my favorite chief. I will say that. Um, he's one of uh, he's I, I I love watching him out there. Not, not when he's playing against the Bengals. Um, I'm but they're just not saying Chris Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I'm, I'm already on the agenda. Uh, I'm already on the agenda. Yeah. Chris Jones is going to be a Bengal. Uh, did you see him go up to? To Joe Burrow after the game, and he said, "This game misses you." Yeah. Um, He's always respected Joe Burrow. Like, yes, people hated Chris Jones after the championship game. Which, whatever, I get it. You know, he just dominated the Bengals O line in that game. But then they did the top 100 list, and he's being like the most complimentary person to Joe Burrow about how hard it is to bring him down. And even when he's complained, he's like, "That dude just keeps getting escaping me, and I can't." You know, like it makes me so upset. And that's why he was also so excited when he finally did sack Burrow. It was well, like he this guy's escaped him so many times that <laughs> felt so cathartic to bring him down. The one that stands out is the first AFC championship game when nobody talks about it enough that Joe Burrow ran for that first down. Um yeah, jumped out of his reach. Or you could talk about the 2021 matchup in the regular season where Chris Jones ripped his nameplate off the back of his jersey and he stayed on his feet. Could you imagine though? Could you imagine if he was a Cincinnati Bengal? I'm already saying, look, interior is where this team needs to go big time if it's in the draft, if it's free agency, if it's both. It's the biggest big... need. Right? It is. Yeah. Because let's, let's talk about, again, we will get back to finish this game and then look forward to what's going on with Cincinnati Bengals, obviously out of the playoffs, but everything like that. But if you fix your interior, I mean, the Texans game stands out for me. The running back had a career day against this team. Wow, Reader was having a good game. Yeah, but at the same time, you that's, that's, what, that's what's been amazing is the interior has been so bad that while Reader is playing good near the level of he's played the past two years, it still stinks inside. But we, it was, it was, they were just banking on the guys they had in the room and they were like, it's going to work. It's going to work. Let's see what happens. And it was a big need going into the season. It was a big need last offseason, just talking about it when the season ended. It's still a huge need for this team. I will be shocked. Well, I guess they're still going to go best player available because when it comes to the draft picture, the highest they can go is 13, which is a very big possibility. Or I think the I think the lowest is 16. I don't really think they make much movement, to be honest with you. Um, I think they're just kind of right there, um, and they're at 16 right now. Uh, but for them, you, you've got to fix the interior. And if you fix your interior, we're not going to be talking about the safety struggles as much. We're not going to talk about the explosive plays as much. You're going to get pressure on the quarterback. That is going to help everybody else on your defensive line. And that's just something that they currently struggle with. And honestly, the linebackers, you want to see more out of your linebackers. There was a play in this Kansas City Chiefs game, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I actually think you have a, a tweet out about it now. The Logan Wilson play. Which one? Exactly. There's the the, t- the touchdown. I want to say it was the, the yeah yeah the touchdown was on him. The, the I I even asked. I wanted to make sure because in my mind I was like Wilson looks like the guy who's in the wrong here. And yeah. some people pointed out Cam Taylor Britt and Jermaine Pratt run with the same guy. That's that, I think that's by design because that shallow you want a guy with leverage taking it. So Pratt triggers on it and he runs with it. Now did he run the 
greatest with it. No, but it doesn't matter that that was his job. Wilson's job was the running back after that. And he's, that's the second inside guy. They've gotten Wilson multiple times the past two years by using rub routes with the running back sent to the flat. And he has just not been able to be athletic enough and, uh, you know, be able to work through traffic well enough to get through that and make the tackle. So I think he, and this could be from Lou or whatever. I think they cheated it. They saw that motion and Wilson just quickly jumped outside of everybody, but then they ran their arches play, which or trail play, whatever, where you get a guy coming underneath and then a guy going out and back in following him and everything was cleared out and you didn't have a guy on the back. So easy touchdown. The one that made me more upset, I think was not more upset and it wasn't as important, but it was a first down. It was a free first down. I didn't understand that the Bengals ran a three week buzz coverage. So the safety is going to come down into the weak hook of cover three. That means Logan Wilson should be the strong hook of cover three, but he never moves to that spot. And Mahomes eyes are staring right where he's supposed to be the entire time. And he throws it where he's supposed to be. I, I, I was lost. Like, whether you're playing vision coverage, match coverage, whatever, your job isn't to go stand exactly where the safety is. Your job is to be on that side of the field and taking away the route that ended up just sitting down where he's supposed to be. So I don't know what happened to him in this game, but it was a terrible game from him. Pratt didn't play well either. I mean, no. it's hard to find guys who did play well in this game. You even get Jordan Battle missing tackles. It's like everything went wrong on defense, and they still didn't give up like an insane amount of points. They gave up points, plenty of points, but Trey Hendrickson was probably the only guy to play a really good game, <laughs> and everybody else was like, "Yeah, you can find a play that that was very bad from that guy." And that's what's disappointing because you know we think about this matchup, and, and goodness, I love Chiefs and Bengals. It really is so intense, no matter what, when they're playing each other, and it's still one of my favorites in the NFL. Um, but you know, you think, what does this game look like if Joe Burrow's out there? I also say, what does this game look like if we had the defense from last year? And I don't even want to put it all on not having Jesse Bates and Von Bell because I know it's such an easy button to push. And yes, Jesse Bates is amazing. And I don't think Von Bell is having a great season. Um, unfortunately for Von, I have always enjoyed when they were both on the defensive side of the ball. But there are still a lot of guys that return to this defense. And they struggled. And it was very unfortunate. And this offseason, the front office, look, they still have the money to spend. The Joe Burrow impact of the contract really doesn't kill them that much this year. Yeah, they're probably going to play Jamar Chase, but again, that's not going to impact them going into 2024. Probably going to tag team. You need to go and spend that free agency money. Be aggressive again. That they've ha they have been over the last few years. You can see it since 2020. They get a big name and additional names that have helped this defense. But you've got to make that move interior. You've got to get that. It, it's just it has failed them so badly this year, and it really. It's disappointing because it was such a big deal to have Lou Anarumo back as the defensive coordinator. And I can't put any, I, I know it's, I should, you know, ask the coach, what is going on? What is wrong with your defense? But I really can't just because I believe in Lou. I believe he can get this defense turned around and they saved this team a lot in January over the last few years. They've come up with those big moments and they still came up with big moments this year. That was the positive of this defense was the turnovers when they needed them. Uh, but unfortunately it just, it was, it was brutal for the defense and, you know, going forward, I, you know, I expect Lou Anarumo to hopefully he wants to return um, and he's back. I, I don't think he's going to be getting a head coaching job anywhere. Um, no, that'd be surprising though. That'd, that'd be funny to me. I guess he has more time to interview would be the case you could make, mm -hmm. right? Like he can, uh, 
instead of only being able to interview the first week and the week of the Super Bowl, he can he can start now. But in my mind, no, I don't see how you hire yeah. him after this season. And that is fine with me. Bring him back. I am totally like, let's go. Um, but at the same time, I, I really hope that they take the defensive coordinator. My mind is I'm losing my uh, thought right now. Yes, hopefully he's gone um, and he gets a head coaching job somewhere. That would be very ideal. We'll see what that looks like because we've heard that so many years over Lou Anarumo. What would it look like without Lou Anarumo? And unfortunately, it was a really down year. It was, it was, they were last pretty much probably in every category except turnovers. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's bad. So I do, I expect what we've watched over the last few years when it comes to the draft, they're drafting for the future. And I still expect them to, to make that impact in the offseason. And, Unfortunate part, we have a few months until that really gets to happen for the Cincinnati Bengals, and we can just guess what it's going to look like. But uh, Chris Jones, come right over. Come right over to the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, really make it a, a fun extra rivalry between the Chiefs. It's, um, a good, it's a good dream. Good dream. You think he's staying in Kansas City? I don't know, but I don't think the Bengals are going to pay it. All we'll right. see. I don't know. Clip it. Sure. I'd love Chris Jones to be on this team. I just, I, I, I don't. All my tweets about him being offsides every time. <laughs> I don't then... get, I, I don't, I'm not going to get overly excited until I see the ink on the paper. Um, until then I'm going to. No, just... it's all look, we can just have fun now because again, we, sure. this, yeah. this is all we have. This is all we have until the draft and free agency. But uh, anything else you want to say about this game against the Kansas city chiefs? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it was terrible. It was certainly was a terrible second half, especially the second half. But even the first half, you could see the seeds of why this wasn't going to work. You only give up 25 somehow. And it was only a one score game somehow. And that third and long conversion of Tyler Boyd was insane just to get sacked twice in a row and give up a quarterback hit so the ball doesn't get to the receiver on third down, which was there again. They almost made another big third down conversion, but Kappa got beaten. Chris Jones got a big hit on Browning. Um, just, Wasn't that the difference, though, when when you think about it? Not not the difference of not having Joe Burrow out there, but the like I I love Jake, but honestly, that's what stood out in his first game against the Steelers is how long he was holding on to the ball. Joe would have had the ball out by now. Some of it, yeah. Uh, I think Browning doesn't always process the game as fast as Burrow, which absolutely makes sense. I mean, yeah. he does. Even starters in the league aren't doing that. Um, but I think he got better at getting the ball out, but and then. Teams just adapt to you. They find out what you're good and what you're bad against and kind of work around that. Just like the team worked around the concepts he wasn't good with and found the stuff that he was good with and started running more of that defense adjusted. Yeah. Uh, it just, uh, it stinks. There's when Browning doesn't have a run game. I mean, the offense is just dead in the water. Like that's the what that's the biggest difference for me. Like, yes, the processing speed, there's a lot more that Burrow does. And one big he part hides. of that is Burrow would absolutely shred single high. If he got single high an entire game, he would shred it. Just ball placement down the field, willingness to throw those deep shots and work the underneath when he needs to. It's just Browning doesn't have as much of that in him. He's not as accurate. He wants to work off script, I think, a little bit more often than current Burrow does. And he just doesn't see the field as well. It's all right. He's a backup, but that is the biggest difference for me is just if they're selling out to stop the run, Burrow's going for 400 yards. When they sell it to stop the run against Browning, 
the whole offense gets stopped because without the run game, you can't get the easy plays off of it. They tried. They tried to hashtag establish it in this game, and it, it didn't matter. It didn't get better as the game went on outside of the like the end of the game when the defense wants you to – the situations they were able to run the ball or when the defense wanted them to run the ball. Yeah, other you need to that, get them the field. Yep, yeah, other than that, nothing. I mean, you can think of the end of the first half, like there were a couple good runs. It's like, yeah, there's like 20 seconds left in this game, in, in this half. <laughs> yeah, they're fine with you running for a first down here and wasting another 20. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's a huge difference because if you can't run the ball, and, and we've noticed that all pretty much most of the season, they couldn't run the ball. Joe Burrow would just throw it up and have a huge game, um, even while he was dealing with his calf injury. So, yeah, it's a huge difference. Credit to Jake Browning, obviously, one more game, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. We'll look at that later this week. Talk a little bit about the outlook next for the Cincinnati Bengals now that they are currently out of the playoff picture. Next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we've said it going into this game. I think if they won the game, they had about a 50 to 56% chance of um, getting into the playoffs. And the thing is, the 1 o'clock games were going against the Cincinnati Bengals and even the Steelers beating the Seahawks definitely did it. I mean, if they lost the game against Kansas City, they were going to be completely out of the playoffs. But it almost went against them so badly in the 1 o'clock that it would have even, even if they beat the Cleveland Browns, who knows what that would have looked like um, the final weekend for the Cincinnati Bengals. You would think 10 wins would do it, but uh, we'll never know. Could be a full AFC North team uh, picture besides the Cincinnati Bengals and the playoff picture, which is crazy to think about. Um, but just kind of any thoughts of missing the playoffs this year. And I feel like we kind of expected it. Sucks. Yeah. I think when you're talking about from the beginning of the year expectations, I thought this game team probably go somewhere around 12 and five, four yeah. games under that. I mean, it's, it's probably like, you know, night putting it nicely, like a, like a D minus <laughs> it's probably an F in terms of what they did this season, but it, like you could talk about the circumstances and everything else around it, why that happened. And it makes sense. And you could look at some of like, how did the Bengals do when Burrow was healthy weeks five through 10 ish? I don't remember yeah. when he went out. Yeah. And they were really good and they were winning games. Super contender on all the ESPN shows. Even with a bad defense, they were one of the best teams in the league. They beat the 49ers. They beat the bills. They should have beaten the Texans. Although the boy, the, the drop ruined that one. Um, they were, they beat the Seahawks. I mean, they beat a bunch of playoff teams in a row. I, I saw this Aaron Schlott, uh, friend of the show. I hope I even said his name correctly. Um, DVOA guy. He mm -hmm. created it. He, he 
Yeah, he put it out. The Bengals have the fifth hardest schedule of all time, at least in that they've measured. So probably back to like the late 90s, I think is when that usually goes back to. It was a really difficult schedule. And I know it's not an excuse, but it makes sense why they fell short of expectations when you look at the quarterback injury to start the year. They beat the Rams even with a destroyed Burrow. Joe was a statue in that game. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, it was like if there was a good backup, he should be out of this game. And Browning, maybe maybe they should have put him in there when you look back with hindsight. But that's with hindsight. He came off of what was a pretty bad preseason and by all accounts, not a good camp. Yeah. So I understood why they would rather roll with Burrow in that situation at 0-3, 0-2. They were 0-2. 0-2. Okay, then they lost the next game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – it's just when you look at all the circumstances, it can make sense. But when you look at it just from a purely results perspective, it was a complete failure. Now, the the good things to come out of this, right? We could look at that. Yes, it sucks to not make the playoffs, but mm-hmm. this will probably be one of the highest draft slots they'll have with, yep. jo- with Joe Burrow outside of more injuries. Let's, but let's not let's nope. knock on wood. Knock on wood for that. Um, but like what – this is higher than they should, than they probably will ever pick with a healthy burrow. Yep. So you get to add what will hopefully be the most, one of the more premium players of the draft uh, to go with that next year. They'll get a fourth place schedule. So mm-hmm. I don't think they'll have to play the Bills. No. They'll have to play the Jags or Texans. They will still have to play the Chiefs. Yeah, they're kind of like a division team now to the Chiefs. AFC West issue. Yeah, they're playing the AFC West mm-hmm. the one year that. <laughs> The Bengals get the last place schedule, but now you get to play the Patriots. And now, you, and while Baltimore Panthers. has to play the Bills or Dolphins, and I don't know, involved, the Ravens didn't have any issues with the Dolphins <laughs> last yeah. week. That was one of the parts of my parlay. I thought the Ravens were the better team. Um, but yeah, you get the Panthers, right? Because, well, I mean, come on. Most of those NFC South teams, I feel like, are <laughs> it's not the most difficult game. But it, that is the easiest one, right? <laughs> that is the, yeah, in, on paper. And then you, you get in the AFC South, you would get what the Titans? Obviously, you have to you have to have Bengals, Titans, Bengals, Chiefs. Like that'll always happen. But yeah, you get the easier schedule. So hopefully that'll help them out. And and it, we we've talked about it. I talked about it outside of the podcast. It was going to be a mini rebuild. Very, very many. It's not. Uh, yeah, but I thought that start next year, right? Like, I thought this was the last year of like kind of being all in. There were yeah. issues. There were thoughts of why maybe these things might not work out. We especially talked about the youth and the secondary, and we thought that would get better over time. It really didn't. But we'll discuss that more as we have a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I still thought this team was kind of all in this year, even if they didn't put all the chips in. Now it does look better because Burrow got hurt that they didn't put all the chips in like I wanted them to and then kind of waste draft picks and other resources just to try to get the win this season. But you're at a point now where this team next year will most likely be a worse team than they were the past two seasons. My hot take is Joe Burrow will be adding another LSU wide receiver. In this draft class, the neighbors is going too high for that. No, nope. that's that, the other one. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is. Brian Thomas. We're getting. The, they're going to spend their first 
round pick. No, 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 not oh, the first. Okay, I was about to say like you're going to spend a top twenty pick on a on the second best receiver from a college. Hey, mm-hmm. if that was Jefferson Chase, that would have worked out. Yeah, that's, no, no, that's no. Chase Marshall. That did not work out for the team that took the second best receiver from that. No, school. I, I, I'm here to tell you, I do not have a problem if um they go wide receiver at 13 if they're drafting 13 if that works out for them if they have a top wide receiver that's available you do it oh that's one of the positions that i'd go sure I, I plan on watching the early receivers i also think that if the Bengals are so good at drafting receivers and developing them you probably don't need to take one in the first round you could probably wait till the second round but I, me, I'm big BPA by positional need. Like obviously, mm-hmm. if somehow um, Drake May fell to the Bengals pick and that's BPA, you don't take that. That's stupid. No. Um, but and you also don't take uh, whoever the best running back is just because he's the best at his position or whatever. But you know, if Bowers somehow falls to them, I'm in. Sure, if. Uh, a Dunze or one of these wide receivers was there. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm in. If it's uh, Johnny Newton, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Like most positions, I'd be pretty in on them taking if it falls to them in the draft. Pretty much outside quarterback, running back in round one, because there's no B. John Robinson type in this draft, as far as I know. I guess I haven't Jameer watched Gibbs. them. Or Jameer Gibbs. That but, was that looked like a good pick for the Lions. Um, but I, I, I just overall, I, I feel like, look, it is a bummer. I feel like I've mentally just been ready because of the mid November injury that it's like, okay, it's final. It's final. Now I was excited. I wanted to see what would happen. Thought maybe they'd sneak into the playoffs, upset a team. It didn't happen. It is over. It is on to 2024. Let's see what it happens. What happens? Give us the Joe Burrow updates. Um, he seems to be in good spirits. Um, the latest report was a couple weeks ago that he should be throwing in uh, four months from his surgery. So that's the springtime. Should be ready for training camp. All eyes are on that. This team is still in a really good position as far as the draft on where they're going to be drafting. Uh, one more game to go against the Cleveland Browns. Again, I feel like it's they could move up to 13 or move to 16, but that's just where they're at right now. And um, yeah, any other like last encouraging words now that it's final for the Cincinnati Bengals? I don't know. <laughs> the, the encouraging words part, it's like, they should be better. <laughs> I don't know. For for fans, it's like, yeah, they should be better. They, they should be better. And it's hopefully, you know, hopefully going to be the first year that you get a healthy burrow in the off season, or maybe that never happens. Who knows? Uh, but in theory, you know, he's already had the surgery. And he should be fully recovered by the time that they're going to be getting everything installed. Uh, I think they, I mean, right. We'll talk a lot about this. I think they tag T and then I think they, I think they could have a really good weapon unit, especially you talked about wide receiver in the first round. It'd be very fun for a year to have T chase and a third guy. That's a highly touted pick, or maybe they just go get a Josh Reynolds type even though he's been available twice and they haven't been interested. Maybe they are now that he's put together good games. Uh, I don't know, but maybe they combine that or maybe they just, it doesn't seem like they trust Yossi Vash and Jones. I I don't. Yeah. Jones getting zero snaps in this game. I guess that should have saved that for the game part of this, but I was thinking of all those other things of how the game went. That was weird to me. And I know he's the slot guy and Boyd was healthy and T was the one that went out. I've always said that I don't see him as an outside receiver, even if he played outside a lot at Purdue. He just he, – he's he's not 
I haven't seen him as somebody that's strong enough to play outside. He gets moved to the sideline too easy. And he doesn't have like blazing speed to make up for it. Even if he ran pretty good at the combine, I think he can build up speed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yossi Ross, I do see as an outside guy. He played some snaps, but it was mostly Irwin, who is an outside guy. He's not yeah. a slot guy. And I mean, I think Irwin is the best of that group. Like when you're going for like a win, I'm wondering next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, Browns. It should be more Yosivash and Jones than it is Irwin, but maybe they're just going to try to get that win in the division. Maybe that means a lot to them. I don't know. And it's also probably going to be Tyler Boyd's last game with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm still expecting, I'm still expecting him to be utilized a lot in that position, but you also need to see what you have. Chase Brown should be getting reps. Yoshi, Charlie Jones. That was kind of a disappointing for me in the Kansas city game, but I also know they're playing at Arrowhead and Zach Taylor was probably like, look, these are the guys that are familiar with this. I'm putting them out there. They're going to give us the best chance to win when it comes to Trenton Irwin. Obviously, you put T. Higgins, you put Jamar Chase, and you put Tyler Boyd out there. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's just – it's you still want to know what you have in Charlie Jones. And um, I am looking for that in the Cleveland Browns game. I don't even know how to feel going into that Cleveland Browns game, to be honest with you. Um, but we'll obviously talk about it later this week and kind of the outlook for the Cincinnati Bengals and um, do they win, do they lose. Uh, kind of looking a little bit into the offseason and, and what's next for them while uh, the playoff football is right around the corner for the NFL. What are you going to have up on all Bengals? I don't know. I mean, I don't blame you. I, I've struggled the past two weeks. It's like, what do I write about? I just, hey, you have ideas? Uh, listeners, just yeah. me. How about you talk about interior people? Who, who can the Bengals pick up an interior? And oh, I'm waiting for the offseason to do that type True. of thing. You got, well, you, got a, you got a whole other month of football before you can even talk about that, probably. Um, but, yes, make sure you check him out. All Bengals. Go read his old old work, old articles that he has up there. Um, and then also follow on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at Ellen Diaz Patterson. We'll be back later this week to preview the battle of Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns at Paycor Stadium. Thanks for listening to A Toys Game Day in Cincinnati.